Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. It is August 14th, so time is really flying by as we go through camp. CSU football held their 12th practice of fall camp today, which means they're, you know, they're past the midway point. Pretty crazy, honestly. It feels like day one was just yesterday, but I suppose when you're getting up every day at the crack of dawn, the days start to kind of blur together. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about CSU football today, as we have pretty much every day for the past couple of weeks. But first, we are going to kick things off with a little bit of CSU volleyball talk. Now, the Rams were projected to win the Mountain West. This is the sixth consecutive year that CSU is the preseason conference favorite. CSU received 10 of the 11 first place votes from the coaches. This is a coaches poll, not the media's poll. Uh, the only reason it's not unanimous is they're not allowed to vote for themselves, so Tom Hilbert couldn't vote for CSU. Otherwise, you know, I'm sure it would have been unanimous. Though Hilbert is always, you know, extremely modest, tries to talk up the other teams as best as he can. We all know CSU dominates the Mountain West, though. They run that shiz, trying not to swear I was about to, but I'm trying to keep things PG for everyone. Along with uh, CSU Volleyball being projected to win the conference, Katie Oleksak was named the Mountain West Preseason Player of the Year. She won the award last year, was named the Mountain West Player of the Year. Oleksak, Polina Hogard-Jensen, Brianna Runnels, and Christy Hillier were all named preseason first team all mountain west so all of csu's returning starters are named preseason first team all mountain west really impressive as always csu volleyball continues to dominate the rams will open the regular season against chicago state on august 30th and then on august 31st they will play oklahoma and cal that is a part of a little tournament to start the year. Definitely going to be exciting to see the Sooners in town. Really looking forward to that one. Before we move on and talk about 
CSU football, I want to briefly apologize to Tom Hilbert. Tom reached out to me and asked if I could come to the media event the other night and attend the open practice, and I was planning on it, but my content just kind of piled up on me and, and time snuck up and I wasn't able to attend, but I definitely appreciate Tom Hilbert reaching out and inviting me, and I am looking forward to another hopefully successful CSU volleyball season there. They're kind of the staple of success at CSU, and they're definitely a big part of this community, so I'm going to do my best to mix in a little bit of volleyball as best I can. It's really easy to do so on the podcast, but I'd like to be able to write some features and, and go to some matches and stuff, too. Probably won't be able to provide like a, a daily, you know, daily beat coverage like I do with football and like I will do with basketball. But still, CSU Volleyball, really important, as are, I mean, all the teams. I love talking about all the teams, but CSU Volleyball is definitely one of the major programs of the university, and they deserve some recognition. So I just wanted to briefly apologize to Tom Hilbert for not attending the media event. I do appreciate him reaching out and inviting me. All right, like I said, CSU Football held their 12th practice of fall camp today. I have some audio from Mike Bobo talking about just what he, just giving his impressions on the day and, and how he felt things went. Still incredibly upbeat, really saying a lot of positive things about the team. At this point, everyone's been so positive, it's pro- it's a little bit worrisome, to be honest, because, you know, it's one thing when you hear it for the first week or going on two weeks. So either this team is is night and day from last year, which is possible. The the energy is definitely better in, in the practice that we get to watch. But like I said, it's so positive at this point, you just kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. But it's encouraging from the sense that you can, you can tell that guys are more locked in. You can tell that they're not dragging. So hopefully that carries on through the whole season. But here's Mike Bobo on Wednesday's practice. Okay, just a couple things. Practice 12 uh, this morning. Uh, we were in shells. Uh, really a lot of uh, throwing the ball around, pass protection. I, I just I can't say enough about the energy of this group and how they're practicing. You know, 12 really, really good days in a row. Uh, again, everything's not perfect, but we're getting a little better each day. Uh, the energy's been outstanding. Uh, really like the schedule that we're doing. The players like it. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm excited where we're at right now. You know, we're getting close to the end of camp. You know, after this next scrimmage, we'll start focusing in on some of our opponents. Uh, but but right now, we're going to finish camp strong. I really like where everybody's at. It was, a, it was a good day today. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Welcome back, guys. As I said before the break, Mike Bobo 
extremely positive. Once again, that's definitely been one of the themes of fall camp so far, has been just positivity and lifting each other up. Uh, you, know, you, you never really know if what that actually translates to. There are teams that hate each other, that find a way to win because they're so talented, and there are teams that absolutely love each other and don't win a single ball game because they're awful. I don't think this team is going to be either one of those. I think they're probably somewhere in the middle. But the fact that the coaching staff is thrilled with the with the effort and practice is good. I mean, I guess I would... I just, I've never really heard a coach be like, the practice was awful every day. I mean, you'll hear it every now and then. If a practice is just truly awful, you, you'll usually get a coach be pretty honest about it. But, you know, unless it's the worst practice that they've had in weeks, they're probably not going to tell us. So for the most part, you're always going to get the generic, it's been great, it's been great, this and that, we're working on getting better. Bobo does seem fairly genuine in his praise of this team, just in a sense of he's not giving us the generic, like, we're trying to play smash mouth football or get back to basics, some of the stuff that... He said at times last year, by the end of last year, he was just incredibly honest and was like, this team sucks. I don't know what we're supposed to do, but we're going to keep working. This team, he's just been really excited with everybody's, their energy every day and just effort, which seems pretty basic, but I think that this program definitely had their egos checked and it's it's paying dividends so far in fall camp couple of the guys that have played a big role in that are Colin Hill and Warren Jackson. Colin Hill, Bobo raved about him again today, mentioned how in around, you know, 320-ish throws in organized team activities, Colin Hill has just three interceptions. Two of those have actually come in the last couple of days. He threw one in the scrimmage last Saturday and was pretty upset about it. It was apparently on a on a third and 11 situation, and he just kind of tried to force it into a coverage. Logan Stewart, who has earned a role as the, I don't want to say he's for sure going to be the starting safety, but it sure seems like he's definitely going to play a whole lot at safety. He took it to the house, so only a couple of interceptions total, but that one definitely stuck out. Colin Hill talked about it a lot. Today, he threw his third interception, uh, but overall, it's been really great from Colin. Mike talked about how he's really done a great job just being a leader and setting the tone. There was an instance in practice today where they were breaking a huddle and somebody broke it and got lined up wrong. Colin made everybody go back to the huddle and start over. That's obviously not something that you could do in a game. You know, you'd probably get a delay of penalty or, you know, a delay of game penalty or an illegal formation call or something like that if you did it in a game. But... In practice, you have a chance to, you know, restart, and Colin is is making sure that they don't waste any reps. He's making sure that they do things the right way, and they're just, your guys just aren't cutting corners, and that's, it's just positive to see. After after a 3-9 and nine season, that's what you want. You want people to focus on the details and control the controllables. I know that's getting a little bit of coach speak here for you. But, I mean, that's the reality. What more can you ask for? You want them to win games, but how do you win games? You win games by practicing hard, and it seems like they're practicing hard. And, you know, Colin Hill's been a big factor. Warren Jackson, another guy, he's a junior wide receiver, really starting to thrive. Here we have some audio that I'm going to play in a sec from a great Kelly Lyle question in the presser today, just kind of 
asking about if Warren has been able to thrive in part from the fact that so so many of the talented receivers that played above him in the last couple of years are now gone. Mike Bobo had pretty high praise for Warren, honestly. I, his, his answer was a little surprising to me. Basically alluded to the fact that Warren is the toughest and hardest worker of all those guys. Not not taking a shot at any of the wide receivers, obviously. Mike has a great relationship with Gallup and BC and Preston and some of these guys, which you see it on Twitter all the time. But it, it, you, when he was talking about Warren, you could just tell that he loved the way this kid practices. It's not just about catching footballs. It's about winning games, and Warren's doing everything that he can to make sure that this team is in a position to win more games. Listen to what Mike had to say. Do you think you've just kind of maybe seen his opportunity now that Preston's gone, BC's gone, these guys, Michael Gallup, all these guys he sort of watched? Yeah, I think I think all that all that helps. Uh, you know that you know these guys were able to do this, you know, in this offense and perform. Uh, but he knows he's got to earn, you know, the the that right and that trust from uh, us coaches to be that guy. And you know he hadn't been. He's not. You know, I'm sure that's in all of his mind. They won't catch us. Don't get me wrong. But this guy's just working. Whether it's run blocking. You know, whether it's playing specialties, whether it's playing receiver, he's really at a different pace than, you know, any of the other receivers we've had before. Just his mentality and practice and how he's focused on every every drill. Uh, you know, I won't call them other guys prima donnas, but they, they were, you know, they were pretty, but Warren's, Warren's just taking it upon himself to lead. Uh, we put him in a leadership position, uh, you know, this year in January. And uh, he was kind of shocked that I did that with him. And, but he's taken, you know, command of not only his, his team, but uh, his group of receivers, uh, the offense. I mean, even last night at walkthrough, he's telling people to lock in and it's on punt team. Uh, I just, I really like where he's at. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp. And we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS, all one word, to join the family today. It's Wednesday, which means we're going to talk briefly about Hard Knocks. Episode 2 ran last night, so hopefully you had a chance to watch it. But before we talk about Hard Knocks, we're just going to wrap up the CSU football discussion here. Before we went into break, we were talking a lot about Colin Hill, Warren Jackson, how those guys are going to have to be the leaders of the offense. So far, they've done a great job of doing so. But... Aside from Warren Jackson, some of the guys that are really going to need to step up are the young wide receivers, and I've talked about them a lot on Twitter and in this podcast, but guys like Dante Wright, who's currently running with the ones due to Brendan Fulton's injury, Ty McCulloch, Jalen Hurst, these young wide receivers are getting a chance to get a lot of valuable reps early in camp, 
and that really could pay dividends, especially when CSU gets to conference play. I don't think you'll see a lot of the really young guys right off the bat. That's just pretty rare. you got to get really comfortable within the system before the coaches are going to be you know, feel like they can send those guys out in games. They may they may see the field some. I just I don't think they're gonna we're gonna see a ton of packages with those freshmen right off the bat. I think you'll see a lot of two tight end sets with Trey McBride and Cameron Butler. But Bobo did speak highly of the young wide receivers today when I asked him about it. He mentioned how Dante Wright has really seized the opportunity to run with the ones with Fulton being out. He also mentioned that he thought Jalen Hurst and Ty McCulloch have each had their best week of practice so far. Definitely encouraging with those young guys. They're really fast, really versatile. I mean, Dante Wright is as fast as anybody on the field. He's a, he's a real burner out there, and he has the type of speed that can really change change a game. If Warren Jackson is getting doubled, and you got you know you're able to key in on some of these other guys, Nate Craig Myers. Nico Hall, whoever that may be, having a guy like Dante Wright who can come in with burner speed really can it can be game changing. It only takes one play to really open it up and and I'll be curious to see how they translate. But we've got a little bit of recruiting news actually before we talk about hard knocks. As I'm recording this, CSU football picks up another verbal commit for 2020. Six foot seven, three hundred and twenty pound offensive tackle Brian Crespo announced on Twitter that he is committing to CSU. Crespo is a local kid, plays at Pooter. We're going to definitely try and get Eddie Herzon in the next couple of days to talk about him, recruiting guy, but listen to what he had to say in the post. I just want to start by thanking everyone who has helped me throughout this process. I want to thank God for giving me the health to play the game I love the most. My mom and my dad for believing in me and sticking to my side and supporting my decision. Thanks to Coach Matt for all helping develop me into a better player. Also, my Pooter family, all of the coaches and the players. With that being said, I am proud and excited to announce that I am committing to my hometown school, Colorado State University. Always cool when a local kid commits. To be quite honest, I don't know a whole lot about him at, at this point in time. Uh, I know CSU had been in on him a for a while, according to Eddie Hers, they offered him back in March. Crespo picks CSU over teams like Northern Colorado, New Mexico State, and Abilene Christian. Based on those offers, I'm guessing he's a guy who has great size, probably needs some time to develop. But nonetheless, anybody with that kind of frame at the age of 18 years old, you know, you offer him and, and you see what happens. Nonetheless, either way, you know, you know, you get a local kid to come, so you make the the fans happy, and you add depth to the offensive line, which is something that you can never have enough of. But we will talk about that more in the coming days. Brian Crespo committing to CSU. But first, you know, let's let's talk a little hard knocks now. I I absolutely love this show. I loved the opening scene this week with John Gruden. And him being at the podium addressing the team, you just got to experience that raw Gruden, especially when he got intense and started to cuss. I tried to find the audio, but I couldn't find it online. Uh, I just I wish we could have more Gruden. I loved the conversations behind the scenes with Sean McVay, just that coach-to-coach stuff where we get to see the real John Gruden and not the John Gruden that he's trying to portray on camera. 
which is often the case because, you know, let's be honest, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. All of those years on ESPN weren't for nothing. He definitely knows how to handle the media and control his own narrative. And it's impressive. It's fun to watch. Uh, but, I, oh, Antonio Brown's feet. I can't believe they actually showed it. Pretty nasty, honestly, but it looks yeah. like he's going to be okay. I've never really seen feet look like that. It was it was funny that he had a, a sense of humor about it, making the the joke about how his feet are like almost going through circumcision, but it looked like a snake skin coming off. Really, I've, I've honest to God, I've never seen anything like that. I still don't quite understand what the hell happened there. Like, I guess you put your feet in a cryogenic chamber without the booties or whatever, without the covers that you put on your skin. I mean, I don't think you have to be a genius to understand why that's a poor idea. Antonio Brown continues to be one of the the most puzzling figures in all professional sports, but it's great to have him on Hard Knocks. He's the perfect character for a show like this. I hope that they get him even more involved in the coming weeks, especially if he's like you know more active with the team. Right now it seems like he's kind of away. It was interesting to see the rookie skits. Uh, shout out to Max Crosby, defensive end, for actually leaning in and singing the song. Really hilarious moment. It, it's one of those situations where it's always better to just like lean into it and and really go for it like he did with singing Buy You a Drink by T-Pain. Unlike Hunter Renfro, who just kind of like mumbled lean on me. It's boring. I get it. These guys aren't singers. They're not performers. They're It's just for team bonding and stuff. But don't be the guy at karaoke that, you know, just pick something that you can speak in rhythm or the guy that dances in the corner by himself. Nobody likes that guy, and based on Hard Knocks, it seems like Hunter Renfro is that kind of guy. I mean, he got a $300,000 signing bonus, so I don't think he gives a crap what I have to say. But speaking of which, that that was really weird. I, I didn't understand why they had guys announce their signing bonus before speaking to the team. I guess, I don't know, maybe to create motivation, but really weird. Overall, though, I'd say it was a... A pretty entertaining episode. I wish we would have got a little bit more of rookie safety Jonathan Abram. He's just a, a personality, man. I loved watching the conversation he had with Charles Woodson, young 24, speaking to one of the greatest 24s. Personally, I think the greatest 24 is Champ Bailey, but that's a whole other debate in itself. But Jonathan Abram's just a personality. He's what this show is about. You see him interact with his teammates, and you can tell you know he's a fun guy. Definitely a character, likes to talk a lot of trash. I love those guys. Those are my favorite guys to watch. I practice at CSU, the guys that are always talking, guys like Marvin Kinsey, who will you know make a play and then let you know that he made a play. It's it's entertaining, and that's, that's what Hard Knocks is all about. But I think you learned a lot about Abram in that conversation with Woodson because you saw the respect in his eyes. You saw him... You know, you, he knew he was talking to one of the greatest ever, and he showed him the respect that he deserves. And I think that teaches you a lot more about a person's character than the than when they're acting a fool and trying to look cool for the camera because the players play into it. They they always play into the cameras. You see it in any setting. CSU players do it for the grind. They do it for still photography as well. You can They can claim that they don't, but you see it. They look at us when they make plays. They glance. They flex. They know the moments that they're going to look cool. But in that more intimate moment, you got to kind of 
see a glance of what Jonathan Abram is really about, and it impressed me. Definitely won me over this week. It's going to be interesting. I hope that the rest of Hard Knocks shows as much football action as they did today. I love seeing more game film. I get why they do a lot of conversations, and, and that stuff is great, great entertainment. But for a football junkie like myself and somebody that works in media, I really nerd out over Hard Knocks with the way that they show formations because I'm learning about football. I'm learning you know, about the game that I love, but I'm also... I'm, I'm learning new creative ways to show content, and Hard Knocks is really innovative at that, showing a creative way, you know, coming up with creative ways to show what could be a really basic shot they turn into just a visual masterpiece, and, and I love watching it every week. It's great, great television. I saw on ESPN that HBO is reportedly in talks with a couple schools to do a Hard Knocks-like show this fall. I... God, I hope that happens, man. Could you imagine a hard knocks with the University of Alabama and Nick Saban? I would be all about that. Or, you know, one of the other, some of the other schools that were floated in there were Washington State, Arizona State. Either one of those would be great. Mike Leach, Herm Edwards, we get behind the scenes with those guys. I'm all about it. Sign me up. I, I think they should do a series where they do all the schools. Let's get as many football programs as possible. We'll all watch them, let's be honest. But anyways... Another great episode of Hard Knocks, really entertaining. I'm looking forward to next week. Looking forward to the next couple days of CSU football camp. The Rams will hold their second scrimmage of fall camp this Saturday night. It's going to be a late one, so we will be over at the stadium, but not getting to talk to the players and Coach Bobo until about 9.30 p.m. So if you're up Saturday night and you've had a few drinks or you know maybe you come home late from the bars and you're looking for something to do before you crash, Head on over to BSN Rams and see whatever content we've got. We'll have a couple features coming out in the next couple days as well. I've been working on some Rams camp notes, which has kind of been a new type of piece that I've been working on. Just wanted to get you guys more written content. I, I obviously work on the features and the profiles and columns and stuff like that, but those take a little bit more time. So I just wanted to ensure that we had some daily content, but not necessarily in just like the traditional practice form. Let me know if you guys like it. It seems like the stories have done pretty well these last couple days, but comment on the stories, you know, hit us up on Twitter, whatever. Let us know if you like what we're doing. If you have an idea on something you'd want me to talk about, always, you know, feel free to send it to me. We've gotten a couple of those, and I always appreciate it. But overall, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everyone that's subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, now is still a great time. You can still get that free t-shirt with a discounted rate for the year. I definitely recommend that. The t-shirts came in recently and they are fuego. But that's 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 all I have for today. Let's wrap things up here. Thanks for listening.